Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. Today's show is going to be somewhat of a part two of last episode, which was episode 275 with Kelly Rowland about all things human design. And in that episode, we we dove into what human design is and some basics about how to look at your chart and figure out some things about how to optimize your life according to your unique human design. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about this and do a solo podcast about human design because I have so much to say about it and it has changed my life in so many ways, really diving into my chart. I feel like in the last year I have been exploring so many different ways of getting to know myself between the Enneagram, my astrology chart, human design, all of these tools and even more have really allowed me to dive deeper into my path, how I best function in this world, how I can shift to be more in alignment and just really connect with who who I am, who I'm supposed to be. And I just see so much value in these different ways of getting to know ourselves. I'm taking an astrology course right now with Deborah Silverman. It's her level one astrology course to start to learn how to read astrology charts because I'm so fascinated with it. And already just in the first week of class, I've already learned so much that I feel like I can translate over into my own life and use to help my clients as well with whatever their goals are. And then with human design, it started off as interest for personal reasons really I started looking into it because of my health and because just this energetic work you know things are still off I want to look into all the different aspects of how I can get more into alignment so that my my physical health shows up the way I want it to because something is off with your energy right and just discovering myself more and kind of feeling like parts of my business felt slightly out of alignment the way I was living there was just something off and human design really helped me tap into what that was and now this is a tool that I'm using with my clients. You know, I'm not a human design expert. I've learned quite a bit just from my own research and working with Kelly. So I know enough to look at someone's chart and kind of give them a general overview, but there's so much to human design. You have to be trained and study a lot to really fully understand it. But I wanted to share more about what I've discovered through diving deeper into my human design and how this has benefited me and how I'm using this in my life because I feel like it might help some of you who might be interested in this see how you could maybe translate this into your own life and how this could benefit you as well. 
The thing with your chart is it's it's kind of humbling and you have to be very open to the fact that you might be living your life in a certain way that you've just been conditioned to and you have to be open to the fact that, hey, maybe I need to radically shift the way I move through the world and respond. And sometimes you have to kind of just fight that conditioning and go through that process of deconditioning so that things just line up much more easily and life flows. And one of the things in my chart that I had trouble with, especially at the beginning, was my sensory type. And this is the strongest sense in my sensory system that I am meant to kind of lean into. And my sensory type is feeling which troubled me at first for a number of reasons. But one of the main things that Kelly was discussing with me is that for someone with my sensory type and just looking at my chart, that I am someone who is especially sensitive more so than other people to technology, EMFs, radio waves. And when she was first telling me this, she didn't know anything about me or what I did. And she said, you know, you would thrive in a job where you're not on technology. And it's really important that you get off of technology and just get into nature as much as possible because being in nature is so pivotal for me. And that's something that has been a reoccurring theme in all types of energy work I've ever done. Also, just intuitively when when I connect with my guides, I'm I'm in nature and I know that about myself and it's something that has just come up over and over again. So I know that like nature is really pivotal for me connecting with nature, but hearing, you know, you do best if you're not on technology and you're more sensitive than most, that is not something I wanted to hear. And this is just a small example of how so many things with human design, when you learn about this or even, you know, just astrology, which human design incorporates astrology as well. But sometimes you get little nuggets of information and the first thing is resistance because you don't want to hear it you're comfortable with where you're at and I really feel like I I found human design astrology and astrology at a time in my life where I really have learned to release resistance I'm not I'm really open and I used to be somebody who was so so resistant and it was about a year and a half ago now when I did the brain retraining program with Rachel Barber when I rewired my brain that forced me to open up and just get rid of all resistance and move into this space of being open to everything and saying no to things when I know intuitively spiritually with my sacral response that that's a no a no a no instead of resisting because now I can tell immediately if it's resistance or if it's my sacral, my intuition saying no. And that's important to be honest with ourselves about. So, you know, fighting past that resistance is key to being able to make change that can bring in a wave of flow and alignment into our lives. I actually love when I feel like I'm meeting any type of resistance because I know that's a place where I can start to do the work and expand and grow from there. And there's something deeper to dive into when you when you hit resistance on the other side of resistance is always growth and expansion but anyway so I hear that and you know that's hard to hear because I live in this world it's a it's a digital age to begin with and my job is podcasting I see my clients online I'm on the computer all day I'm blogging I'm making content so how do I mitigate this and one of the first things she said is you know if you are on technology a lot 
there are plenty of things you can do to protect yourself and one of those is wearing blue light blocking glasses and you know that I am so in love with my blue blocks blue light blocking glasses I've been wearing blue blockers for years but this company has created blue blockers that are just above and beyond any other blue blockers out there they are 100% backed by the science and they make a huge huge difference and I'm really diligent about wearing blue blockers during the day and in the evening so wearing my blue light clear lenses during the day because I work in more natural lighting and this helps target the frequencies of light that cause migraines, headaches, macular degeneration, and digital eye strain. And then in the evening, I wear my Sleep Plus red lenses, which are a red lens. You need that red lens to block the full blue and green spectrum that disrupt our circadian rhythm and our hormones that really supports our sleep. The orange lenses are not doing enough. And then wearing the Remedy Sleep Mask at night when I'm sleeping, which is a 100% light blocking sleep mask that really helps to improve REM and deep sleep. It makes a huge difference on my sleep, but also just how I feel overall because I am more sensitive to technology. And I know a lot of people listening to this might be in the same boat. And it was just really validating to hear that from my human design reading in my chart she was just saying it is glaringly obvious that you are especially affected by technology so that's why I'm so diligent about my blue blockers and why wearing the highest quality ones out there is of the utmost importance to me I also love that they have so many different frames they have about 20 different frames to choose from you can also send in your own frames if you want or they can do a custom-made prescription for you and they donate a pair of reading glasses for every pair of glasses they sell so scientifically wearing blue light blocking glasses can help improve your sleep get help you get better sleep deeper sleep have more energy during the day feel better feel happier have a more balanced mood and also get rid of any headaches or migraines but also just for me energetically this is huge for helping me feel balanced and aligned during the day and if you want to check out blue blocks blue light blocking glasses i cannot recommend them enough i wouldn't bother buying any other pair of blue light blocking glasses because they're not going to block the full spectrum we need to be blocking to get the benefits. Just go to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. That's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use that code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S for 15% off. I also recommend listening to episode 230 with Andy Mant to learn more about the science behind blue light blocking glasses. Some other things that I have been doing to help with that besides the blue light blocking glasses is making sure I have shungite around me whenever I'm on technology. I use my earthing mat. I've been using my earthing mat for years because I can't always get outside and actually physically ground. Also just unplugging when I can. So when I use my laptop, I try not to have it plugged into the power outlet. And just having specific times to be on technology and specific times when I'm not. And I also think anyone who has hung out with me in person knows when I'm with someone, I'm with someone. I'm not on my phone. I'm not on technology. I'm very present and very intentional about that. And I kind of think that my motivation to do that might also subconsciously be this knowing that I feel better when I'm not on technology. So when I have to be on it, I'm on it. And then when I don't have to be on it, when there is something I'm doing or someone I'm with, I am off and I take advantage of that time fully. And it just makes sense with my gravitation towards nature and why I just need to walk to the park every day and sit in nature and I just feel rejuvenated and refreshed. I feel like it totally recharges me. So 
I'm obviously not changing my whole business. <laughs> I can't avoid technology completely, but I can institute hours with it when I can and be very intentional with my time and make sure that I'm spending a few hours a day off of all technology and grounding, using my blue blockers, having my crystals, energetically clearing myself with Reiki, all of those has helped a lot. The other reason why this kind of shook me that my sensory type was feeling was because I went through this phase that I'm still in the process of coming out of, but I went through this phase for quite a few years where I was pretty numb to feeling, sensory feeling physically, not emotionally, although in some ways emotionally for a bit, but like physically feeling, like not feeling things in my body, not feeling heat or cold or pain or just any sensation in my physical body. And I think a lot of that goes back to when I was 19, 20, 21 and going through this severe health scare, almost lost my life and I was in such extreme pain every single day, emotional and physical pain. When I came out of that, it was almost like, you know, I had to protect myself from that pain and coming out of that slowly also developed this shell to kind of numb myself from physical sensation. And I mean, I could feel things here and there, but I just have known for quite a few years that I don't feel sensations in my body to the extent of which I used to or that I know I should. It just didn't fully make sense. And a lot of that was overcoming some of the trauma from that whole experience. And so a lot of the energetic work I've been doing in the last year has been waking up that sensation again. And when Kelly told me this about my sensory type, I thought, oh man, of course the one sensation I do not feel I have a hold on. It's my weakest sensation. So of course that's supposed to help guide me and give me information in the world, right? That's how it always works. Well, maybe that's why things are out of alignment because I'm not feeling, I'm not catching that sensation. And so since then, I've been doing a lot of work to to open that back up again. And I am feeling things now that I haven't in a few years. And it's been really, really great that that awareness and understanding that I needed to work on that. And for me, doing that was a lot of energy, a lot of ener- different types of energy healing and asking for healing and working with my guides and Reiki and specifically focusing on that as well as just starting to use that sensation more. It's like I I don't or I hadn't really touched things often and starting to just touch everything. Touch how my sweater feels and my leggings feel and my arms feel, my leg feels, touching the leaves when I go outside, touching the tree when I'm walking in the park. Just touching everything and trying to get a hold on every Every texture and feeling and sensation, just really focusing on that feeling, that feeling has helped me so much. And also kind of going back and thinking about childhood, which so many of us can relate to feeling so much more in tune and connected in childhood. I used to make so many decisions based on texture, which I had kind of forgotten about. I would have certain blankets I would always use because of their their texture and how they felt and I would touch everything and remember my stuffed animals my dolls I would always pick I would like pet them and touch them 
I would always pick things based on the texture and how they felt. And I think as I got older, I just kind of stopped and that eventually numbed out when my body wanted to stop feeling too. And I just became like this turtle in my, in my shell a few years ago and didn't really realize I need to work on waking that back up again. So that has been a really interesting shift for me. And I think, you know, just learning about your sensory type can be really valuable. And now when I am trying to evaluate something, I try and feel touch, actually physical feel and feeling my body, feeling, feeling food, picking it up. Feeling has been very important to me. And this is also kind of connected to my sacral response, which I definitely want to talk about because this is something I struggled with a lot. And I can imagine I'm not the only one who, who had struggled with this. I'm a pure generator, which we talked about in the previous podcast. And my sacral energy is undiluted in my chart. There's no other center pulling away energy from my sacral. And what this means essentially is that my life should be led by my sacral energy and my sacral response. And I think diving into your inner authority in general is so important and interesting because most of us have been conditioned to think with our brains and this flips the script and says hey let's not use our brains to guide our decisions let's tap into what our authority is so maybe it's your solar plexus maybe you're emotional maybe it is splenic maybe it's sacral like mine and learning about the sacral response was honestly really difficult for me to put into practice for quite some time and working with Kelly she was probably so annoyed I just kept kind of bringing up questions giving examples and saying you know is this my intuition or my sacral I can't tell I can't feel and I think a lot of it overlapped with me not being able to feel in my body but I felt like in the last podcast we might not have gone into the sacral response as much as I would have liked to and I want to because I know, I mean, so many people are generators. So it's the majority of the population. And a lot of people are meant to be guided by their sacral response. And so basically the sacral responds, I mean, it, it can show up in a few ways. So it responds to yeses and nos, but that shows up through an uh-uh or uh-huh. The sacral tells you what you need to know by a lot of these just noises, not not full words and explanations, these guttural noises like moans and sighs, groans, but the uh-uh, uh-huh is a really helpful way to figure out what your sacral wants and doesn't want. And again, going back to the conditioning, a lot of us have been conditioned, you know, by authority figures, use your words, don't grunt, don't moan. What are you trying to say? And that's not how the sacral tells us what we what we should or shouldn't be doing it's an uh uh mm. Mm. it's a grunt it's a moan it's a groan it's an uh-huh or uh-uh and what's so funny to me is I remember when I was growing up there would be quite a few members of my family who I remember this distinctly they would say have you noticed you always make sounds and I would say what like I didn't even notice it and my uncle specifically would always say, why do you always do that? And he would make fun of me. He'd go, ah, uh, mm. and he would imitate me to make me mad because he's teasing me. And that made me self-conscious. So I tried to stop. I tried to stop making these noises that I didn't even realize I was making. And now as I think about it, I think 
that was my sacral talking. I just didn't even pay attention to it. It just came naturally. And it can be really difficult to figure out what your sacral is saying when you're so in your head about it and you're trying to pay attention to what grunts or moans or groans or sighs you are making because you're thinking about it. And then this is where I was getting so tripped up because I was trying to pay attention to this <laughs> in the present. And because I'm thinking about it, I'm like, was that a real, was that a real groan or was that my emotions? You know, just overthinking everything. Classic, classic conditioning. But something that can be very helpful is writing a list of yes or no questions or having a friend do this, getting someone to help you and write this question and a bunch of them should be things you know you're very sure about, easy yes or no's, is my name Christina, do I live in San Diego, all of these things and make a big list of the questions and then have your friend ask them to you and throw in questions that you want the answers to in yes or no format and they'll be asking the questions. So they ask a question and then you respond with an uh-huh or uh-uh every time. And you start to get in this flow. And then when they throw in the questions you really want to know the answers to, whatever your uh-huh or uh-uh is, that is your sacred response. But I found that at the beginning of using this, I had to first go through a period of getting used to that because I hadn't. I hadn't expressed anything in uh-huh or uh-uh in so long that at first it felt kind of foreign and forced and I had to just start using it again and just start moving through life and using uh-huh or uh-uh so that my body could kind of reconnect with that and then it would be more accurate because when I first tried that I would get different answers all the time and it was just not working because it was still forced it wasn't natural. There are some other ways to know what your sacred response is saying though. So it's a lot about your body and feeling it in your body. So when asked a question or thinking about something or in a certain situation, making a decision, noticing if your body expands or contracts, if you get a knot in your stomach, if you feel a warmth somewhere, if you lean forward or lean back, if you get you know, a pain in your neck or just noticing any sensations in your body and feeling it physically in your body. This also relates to getting more in touch with your body and moving in different ways. And for me, dancing has been really, really helpful. I kind of just stopped my whole exercise routine, whatever I was doing, because I realized I really needed to dance to get back into my sacral. And that has also allowed me to do a lot of inner child work. But I dance all the time. I dance at least once a day, every day, and it has helped me so much with getting back in touch with my body, supporting my sacral chakra, like leaning into my sacral response, just activating the sacral center and stepping into my feminine more, which is something I always need to be very cognizant of because I'm so masculine in most of my work. I have to be aware of that, but dancing has helped me so much with recognizing my sacred response and for me it was a very slow process of being able to tap into that and kind of understand what it meant to be a generator and when you're a generator and you're in the right work then you have enough energy to work all day every day on on your work you're just 
you you have energy. You're you are the workhorse, and it doesn't feel like you're forcing yourself to do it. You just already have the energy. And it wasn't until I really started exploring this that I realized that there are things in my business and in my life that were very much out of alignment. And just becoming aware of the fact that I needed to start paying attention to how my body felt in response to things made me start to understand what was a yes and what was a no. Because on days when I would have certain things on my to-do list, when I on days when I would think about something in particular, especially when I was dancing and thinking about something, I would either have way more energy or way less energy. And it it turned into me, it just became so clear to me what was giving me energy and what was pulling my energy away. And on days when I felt like I just wasn't motivated, I didn't want to get out of bed, then I started to realize, holy shit, this is just not in alignment. This isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And that was kind of scary because that meant making different life decisions and changing my business and changing things I was doing and letting go of a lot of the things I had decided in my bed I I needed to do or I should do to work a certain way, be a certain way, even things with my, with my health and wellness, just the way I ran my life essentially and starting to pay attention to what gives me energy and what takes it away. And that was kind of a rude awakening. And then you step into this this space of, okay, do I trust this or do I fall back into my conditioning? Do I stay in a safety zone? Do I stay with what feels secure or do I trust my human design? Do I trust my sacral and just see if this makes things flow? And interestingly enough, this has been a theme over and over again. I I had an Akashic Records session, which was amazing. The Akashic Records is basically a record of your soul, past, present, future. I'm going to have a podcast about this <laughs> in the future. But in that session, I was just told, let go of anything you do for security, for safety. There are things you're, you do in your life every day that just feels like you have to do it. It feels like a chore. It's there for security. And that's what's blocking you. And then I've had three or four other healing sessions with different practitioners who have said the same thing. Whatever you're holding on to for security in your life, you need to just let go of it. So I'm just like, all right, let's do it. I've learned enough (laughs) by now that I I think at this point in my life, I really, it's not hard for me to trust that those types of messages and kind of lean into that trust. But had you asked me this two or three years ago, it would be really hard for me to take that leap and trust trust my human design, trust my sacral, trust my intuition. But now, you know, having seen how much that can transform your life when you just lean in and step into something different, wherever your body, your soul, your intuition is guiding you, that just opens up the world and it's usually very scary at first. Uh, and then you and then you see how much it changes everything. And recently, I was on. Cassie Aurora's podcast, the Modern Goddess podcast. And something she asked me about was, when do I get a lot of downloads? Like what helps me tune in? What helps me tap into my intuition? And dancing has been so, so important for me because I will literally set an intention before I start to dance. I just throw in music and dance. I will set an intention or ask a question and I just dance and I lose myself. And I get so many downloads, so many messages. This has been game changing for me. And I've been doing this for a bit now and it's now I just know that like I just trust it so much because it happens every single time. And that's when I get the most messages, the most downloads. And I think a big part of that is just because 
it is me connecting with my sacral and amping that up and feeling in my body. And I always have a pen and paper next to me, like over on the table before I just start to dance (laughs) in my apartment. Because by the end of that, I will have filled multiple pages with ideas, messages, downloads. So that has been incredibly helpful for me and totally opened up my intuition. And a lot of people ask, how do I get more in touch with my intuition? And I think learning about your human design can be a really helpful step there. What is your authority? And really living in alignment, stepping into that and trusting your authority can help you get in touch with your your version of intuition. And I think just this whole process of stepping more into alignment opens opens you up to receive more downloads and messages because I've been getting more downloads in the last month than I have ever. And it's just so effortless. And I often don't even have to ask a question or set an intention. It just comes to me and that's what I needed that day. So that has been incredibly helpful. So if you're looking to expand your spirituality and get more in touch with your guides or get messages from the universe, X, Y, Z, look into human design and what is your authority and what should you be following and start stepping into that and telling the universe that you trust it because that's a great way to open up that door. And I actually have ended up making a lot of big life and business changes because of this. And in this process, having such intense, intense messages sent to me that I absolutely cannot ignore. I've had to make changes. And for me, I wrote, I started writing down, what are all the things I feel like I should do? What are all the things that I enjoy doing? What are all the things that I do not like doing? And anything that I do not like doing, that's an uh-uh, I have to just get rid of. That's not easy, but it also felt like 100 pounds were lifted off of my shoulders and I realized how much that was blocking me from getting to where I wanted to be. That meant paying more to outsource more things that I didn't want to do that had to just be done. Also, just deciding to stop doing things that I had been doing for security with business or life because I knew the logic, I knew the protocol and I knew it worked and just saying, bye, not doing it anymore. And also during this process, getting such strong downloads and such strong messages from my body about what I am meant to do with my life, with my knowledge, with my work, with my soul. All of us have a soul purpose. And when we connect with that and we follow that, I mean, life is amazing. And it's been a process, right? And what we are meant to do at one point might shift later in our lives. And it became very clear to me that my business needed to go in a different direction. It took some time for me to figure out what that was, because I know for sure I'm here to empower women and that I absolutely love the health and wellness space. And I found it for a reason, but there was just something off And then I figured out what it was and it totally clicked and I have had so much energy. I've been so inspired. I feel so in alignment now with these changes I've made and shifting my business has improved my health and learning how to pay attention to my sacral response, learning that I meant to respond, not initiate has been a game changer And made it so clear to me when the universe was screaming, hey, you need to pivot. You need to do this now. And this is why I basically just overnight decided 
I am starting this group business coaching program. I'm not going to wait like I was planning on. I'm not going to wait another year or two until I have other things where I want them to be. I'm just going to start this right now. And I kind of just initiate, like I initiated that in response to multiple people asking for this, telling me this and people who I've had one-on-one sessions with saying like, I want more from you in terms of business and consulting with people for business has been something I've done kind of more on the side and it obviously hasn't been my main thing. It's more nutrition consulting, Reiki, you know, all the content I create around health and wellness and helping people improve their health with a holistic approach with nutrition. But you might have also noticed that there's been something in the last year where I get more and more frustrated with the fact that there are so many people with amazing content and so much knowledge and just so much wisdom when it comes to healing through a number of modalities, but they are not getting the exposure they deserve. They're not getting compensated in the way they deserve. And when I talk about business, I truly have endless energy. The message came to me in a number of ways and dreams and very, very strong downloads from other people, many invitations, many people asking. And so I just realized like this makes sense. This is what's supposed to happen. And then as soon as I decided I'm changing my business in this way, all of a sudden things just started falling into place in all aspects of my life. And I'll be talking more about this change, obviously, but the difference is I'm not seeing any more nutrition clients. I'm only doing business coaching now. So that's this group coaching that I'm doing as well as one-on-one clients. And this feels like exactly what it's supposed to be. Coaching other coaches, other practitioners in the health and wellness field, whether that be an NTP, a dietitian, a trainer, an astrologer, a human design expert, a Reiki healer, anyone in the health and wellness field who wants to build their business using social media, you know, because I have had the privilege and honor of impacting so many lives, of building an incredible network. I've never paid for a single ad. I know how to build a business when the market is already, quote, saturated because I did it. I've built every type of business model out there. I've done a one-on-one. I've done group coaching. I've built online courses. I've done a membership program, a subscription service on my website. I've done the blog route, Instagram, podcasting. And I can help so many more people if I help build this army of health and wellness coaches who know how to, who are given the tools to know how to coach who are given the tools to be able to reach people and share their content, build the best content possible, and transform their clients' lives. Because, you know, having gone through different certification programs and learning about other programs out there, and there's just such a huge gap where people are not taught business and people also are not taught application and how to use the knowledge that they have acquired, the the facts about health and wellness. They don't know how to apply that to a client. They don't know how to motivate someone. They don't know how to do that deep inner work. Maybe they know that gut health is important and what happens when it goes wrong, but they don't even know what to do from there. How do you structure your business? How do you talk to the client? How do you scale? How do you make your dream business without burning yourself out, building that business in alignment, incorporating all the energetics behind business, incorporating your human design, and your astrology, your Enneagram, your love language, your tendency. How do you use all of that to easily build a business that's in alignment and bust through all the limiting beliefs around money and clients and imposter syndrome? Just be a better coach 
and reach the people you want to reach and impact people's lives and get them real, real results, everybody wins. And looking back, it seems so obvious because I basically was slapped in the face with this in the last few months <laughs> with a lot of my colleagues who are in expensive masterminds asking for me to do some coaching or with guests on the podcast suggesting it to me. And as I've been thinking for years, how do I use my insanely amazing network that I've built that I've been so lucky to build to help other people? So it just makes so much more sense. So why this is relevant to you is because a lot of my content is going to be shifting there too. So I'm going to be talking a lot more to all of the healers and coaches out there who want to build a business, who want to build an aligned business and get people results. And this benefits people even who aren't healers because you still, I mean, everybody faces these money mindset blocks and everyone needs to know how to motivate themselves and others and how to manifest in what they want and just use energetics to create an aligned life. And because where I think a lot of business coaches go wrong is they're not paying attention to the coach themselves. They're just talking about marketing. And that's great, but marketing is a lot easier when the person is a good coach <laughs> and knows how to get results. And I think there's also a big gap in in knowledge there and application. And so I'm still going to be talking about health and wellness because this is what NTPs, nutritionists, health coaches, trainer, energy healers, everyone needs to know this because I really believe that wellness, you know, financial wellness is rooted in physical wellness, physical health, spiritual health, emotional health. It all is linked. So things are still going to be health and wellness around here. I'm still building a bunch of amazing programs for everybody to go through on my website, but a lot of my content, there's going to be a lot more around supporting coaches and supporting people who want to grow their business in the health and wellness space because that's the type of client I am seeing now. I'm not seeing any more nutrition clients and a lot more of my content is going to focus on entrepreneurship and including financial wellness more than it has ever before, which I think is going to benefit everyone in the long run. And it makes so much sense to me because this will be just me incorporating everything that I'm passionate about that I know can help people and I think a big part of why I felt out of alignment was because I wasn't talking about this whole side of myself that's so important to me. And it was so funny because I made this decision and started putting things into place to to shift. And I had that Akashic Record session. And in that session, I asked what my soul's purpose is. And the answer was that she says, well, I know you do this, but the answer they're telling me is to lead women in business and to empower women in business. And I thought, oh my God, of course. I don't think the universe could send me any more confirmation. And since making this decision, I have so much more energy. I'm so excited. I'm in such great mood all the time. I just feel in such alignment and I'm really, really excited about it. So I can't wait to share more content about building the business, being a female entrepreneur, using energetics to grow your business, attracting the right client, being a better coach, making a six or seven or eight figure business without burning out, and just empowering you guys to level up your lives in every single way. And it feels so good, so right, and I wouldn't have been able to reach reach that place of understanding what I'm meant to do right now had I not really like been able to tap into my authority, my body, 
and get these insane downloads from the universe. And I just feel so in alignment. Working with my business clients right now just lights me up. And starting this group program is going to be amazing. The women are incredible and I'm just ecstatic for all these changes and it feels like everything is happening exactly how it should and I am excited to share all of these additions with you. So that has been a big, big shift in my life that I really think human design helped me, helped me make. And I want to talk about a few more things that learning about human design has helped me with. But before I move into the next section here, I want to give a shout out to today's podcast sponsor, Native. I've been using this deodorant for almost a year now, and I know it is so difficult to find non-toxic deodorants that actually work, and Native fits the bill. Native deodorant is filled with ingredients found in nature like coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties, shea butter for moisturizing, and tapioca starch to absorb wetness. There is no aluminum, parabens, or talc, and they don't use any animal testing. Native comes in a variety of different scents for both men and women, and they have new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year, which I always love to check out because they have some very fun scents. And they also have an unscented formula and a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. I've been using the sensitive deodorant myself, and I love it. Some of their classic deodorant scents are the coconut and vanilla, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. I have recently been using the cotton and lily. I like to switch up my scent every time I get a new deodorant and I love this fresh scent. I've been using the sensitive formula and it holds up all day in San Diego. It's sunny, it's hot, and I'm someone who naturally sweats a lot. So this is very needed in my life and I've been loving hearing your reviews. So many of you guys have told me that you've tried so many different non-toxic deodorants and this is the only one that actually worked. And if you want to try it out yourself, there's no risk to trying it out. Native offers free returns and exchanges in the U.S. and you can also get it delivered to your door every one, two, three, or four months if you want to use their subscription service, which is going to save you $2 per stick, which really helps out. So if you've been looking for a non-toxic deodorant that doesn't give you a rash and actually holds up in the heat so you don't have to worry about sweating or sweat stains, then definitely check out Native. For 20% off your first purchase, you can go to nativedeodorant.com and use my promo code wellness at checkout and that will get you that 20% off. So again, go to nativedeodorant.com. That's N-A-T-I-V-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com and use my code wellness for 20% off. So what else has my human design helped me with? So it's helped me make so many decisions. I just shared with you some big business decisions. It's helped me make personal decisions and overall just getting into alignment, honoring my sacred response and and stopping trying to initiate everything and literally just letting the invitation come to me and then responding has been a game changer with every part of my life. And I've also been toying a lot with my digestive type is is cold. So at first I tried raw. Kelly suggested just trying out eating raw vegan and I tried that and felt totally awful. So I thought, okay, this isn't going to work. Then I realized, you know, eating raw meat does really well with my digestion, but I can't eat raw meat all the time. So now I've just been trying to eat as much as I can cold. So I still have warm drinks, but I will 
try and make my food ahead of time, put it in the fridge so it's room temperature or fridge temperature and I've been eating mostly that way and I definitely think it helps a lot because I do have a lot of heat in my system so that's why I think knowing your digestive type is really interesting and my boyfriend he is sunny digestive type and so he was telling me how he notices that he feels so much better when he only eats during the day because that's what the sunny is you need to eat when it's sunny out and he says that he he's noticed that when you when he eats late at night he just feels like crap so a lot of times people find out their digestive type and say oh that makes so much sense and then also just going back to being a generator and how a lot of times generators have big appetites if they're putting out a lot of energy and I've always just had a huge appetite as well as the importance of being really excited about your food as a generator and anyone who knows me knows this like I will not eat something if I'm not so pumped about it and excited about it like I just love food I love the experience I if I take a bite of something and it's not good I'm not the kind of person who will continue eating it just because like it's already there I will find some way to give to someone who will eat it and I will get I will literally order something new I'll go and buy something different I will make a different meal because I will not eat something if I'm not super excited about it and now it makes so much sense it's me being a generator I've reviewed the notes on the in-depth analysis of my chart so many times and I think just looking at it overall has really helped to reaffirm my purpose and how I move throughout the world so I thought I would just share some of these notes that that she said based on my chart so basically that my life should be led by my sacral energy I have a really powerful mind in that I can take things apart and find solutions. I'm built to solve problems. So I would be really good at being a coach. She told me this before she knew anything about me. Remember that. Um, and she said, there's a part of me that has energy, like a powerful animal, like a tiger crawling through the savannah. My sense of direction in life is very strong. I have a defined G center. I know where I am and where I'm not supposed to be going. And I have to just honor that. If I ignore my definition, I'm suppressing a part of me and that's going to bubble up and have reactions. My profile is the hermit opportunist. So basically part of me has this aura where I'm naturally gifted at certain things and people see that, but I also want to be alone. And then there's this unconscious part of me that thrives in community. So I like to do my own thing, but I also am called into leadership and I'm meant to share my insights and show up. But what she said is that, I am only here to share my gifts when others call upon me and only with my soul tribe, the people who really see me for who I am and the people who I feel good about. I have to be really discerning about who I give my energy to. I need people who are going to honor me, recognize me, and support me. And later on down the line, when she learned more about what I did, she was just reinforcing the fact that you know, I really need to be protective about who I share things with and has to be with my tribe. And it's like, you guys are my soul tribe you are my people and so we have created this safe space where I can share this with you like what I put out into the world my content isn't for everybody and I know that and it's for you it's for you when you're here and for you who are ready who are hungry who are ambitious and want to level up and are open to learning new things and trying new things like my soul tribe this is who this information is for and it's not for everyone and hearing that I was like yes I resonate with that so much because I've never felt like I'm somebody who is meant to talk to the whole world and they should hear my message it's for my my specific people and whenever I'm 
trying to communicate with someone who I know is just not on my wavelength, like they're just not for me. I'm not for them. I don't feel good. I just don't feel good. And that's okay. Like I'm not for everybody and not everyone is for me. And so it's just about being discerning with my energy and only having that energetic exchange with people who I know are my soul tribe, which is you guys, you, you are my people. And she was just reiterating that if I give my energy to any places where it's not aligned, I will completely lose myself. And I have experienced this so many times. And this is going back to doing anything where I feel like I should or I'm obligated to or feeling bad about something or not wanting to hurt someone's feelings. And I have found that in the end, that just crashes and burns for everyone. So now I can't hesitate. When I know something's out of alignment, I have to just switch because otherwise everything's going to crash and burn and no one will be happy. And yeah, what I wrote, I wrote, I'm not here to influence strangers. I'm here to influence like-minded people. So it just goes back to being discerning with your energy. I also thought it was really interesting when she was talking about my incarnation cross, the right angle cross of penetration that I have. She was saying that I'm here to get to the point with shocking and penetrative energy. That cross is about cutting through the extras and getting right to the heart of the matter or to the answer without any fluff. And I do this in a shocking way. And in my efforts to be blunt, I, I can help clear the way for other people and inspire others to do what they need to do. And that just felt so aligned. Like, yes, that makes so much sense to me. And I think makes it easier for things to roll off my shoulders when people say rude things or people don't like me because I'm not trying to be liked by everyone. I don't need to be liked by everyone. I just want to be there for the people who align energetically with me, who want to hear the message, who enjoy the way I portray content. And at the end of the day, my mission is to empower people and I have to step into my aligned path and I have to say the things I have to say, even if it ruffles feathers, because that creates space for other women to do the same. I also wanted to touch on the arrows in your chart. So I'm all right facing arrows. A lot of people might be, maybe you're all left or some are right, some are left. And the really helpful thing in the chart with the arrows is looking at that bottom right arrow because that tells you if you're a specific or a non-specific manifester. And I really encourage you to look at this because, I mean, uh, obviously I love manifesting. And a lot of people teach manifesting in a cookie cutter way. And there's so much that goes into this. That's a whole other podcast. But look at that arrow because if you are right facing, you're a non-specific manifester. In which case, when you're manifesting, if you're visualizing, you don't need to be super clear on the details. You need to just kind of know a general idea of what you want, maybe a feeling you want to have. You can get an overview, but you don't need to be super specific. And I used to try and manifest by being so, so vividly clear and detail oriented with my manifestations. They never came to light. And anytime I was just more open about a general feeling I wanted or just something general, it came to me. And this is super powerful with whatever you want to manifest. So if you're non-specific, don't get so hung up on the details. Kind of let the universe gift you what you need manifested in the way you need it manifested and just kind of know the the general gist of what you want maybe it's how you're feeling or I want to live in a nice place I want a job that pays me more money xyz versus if your arrow is facing left then you're specific get into the details know exactly what things look like feel like smell like where you're at all the details 
and that will help to enhance your manifestation process. I also thought it was just really interesting that I was all right-facing arrows, so I'm all right brain dominance, and Kelly was saying how I have a really strong creative feeling nature to me. I'm not logical. I, I feel and experience life in creative ways, and other people are more left brain, more, more logical. Other people like to be in routine, and I'm not meant to be in routine, and I'm meant to have my own rhythm, and I'm very subject to change. I shouldn't eat the same way forever. I shouldn't exercise the same way. There shouldn't be any really rhyme or reason to when or how I eat or exercise or anything in my life, even my my workflow. My mind and my logic are not running the show. And (laughs) hearing this, I was like, oh my God, this is just a classic example of how conditioning can set us in such an opposite path of how we are designed to be. Like I'm designed to be so right brain and creative. And I think I mean, I used to be when I was younger and over the years, just very much taught and told to focus on the logic and be left-brained and get into organization and systems. And for me, learning now how to kind of balance the two, balancing that masculine and feminine in my life, in my work, in my relationships, in my business, as well as now seeing that, if anything, leaning more towards my right brain creative side is going to bring more to me. And since leaning into that really practicing stepping into that things are just flowing in and things are working out and I'm feeling better than I have in years and I just feel so much more connected with myself and it's just so funny because I never thought of myself as a creative person I've never thought of myself in that way and it's just really paradigm shifting to realize like I was meant to be that way and when I was that way when I was younger, I shouldn't have ever turned it off. And all these things that I really enjoy right now that are creative, that I know that I kind of just push aside because I feel like that's kind of not what I'm supposed to do. That's what I need to do more of. And that's what I've been doing more of. And it's been life-changing. So I think that's just a testament to how human design can be really cool when it's validating and you think this makes so much more sense. But also when it seems like the complete opposite of what you've been doing or, or what you feel like is you, then that's a moment to check that resistance or check that and say, huh, maybe maybe there are things off in my life just because I'm not in alignment here. What if I tried this totally opposite approach and just see what happens? Because some of us have just been conditioned to live in a in a way that's totally opposite of our of our design. And this gives us permission to step back into that and feel feel alignment again. Because a lot of us have lost that since we were kids. So yeah, this has been really paradigm shifting for me and just getting more into my right brain self and my creative self and and knowing like, hey, this is not only just okay, but actually really good for me and will be really good for the people around me because I can show up as my best self for other people and help way more people if I'm fully in alignment and if I am at my best energy, my best self. So I think everyone wins when we are all in alignment. It was also really helpful for me to learn more about my gates and these conscious and unconscious parts of my personality. And I wanted to dive into this with relationships and see any blocks I have with relationships there with these conscious and unconscious parts of myself. But also learning about my channels, like I have the channel of awareness, which is unconscious and just that I am meant to 
get inspiration from silence and relaxation. That is how my genius comes through. And I definitely notice that like I cannot get inspired if I am not in silence by myself or the channel of maturation is one of my unconscious channels. And this is about me encountering cycles over and over again and lessons over and over again in my life. And I look back at how my life has been thus far and I'm like, yeah, this has happened. Things keep happening to me in cycles. Like I'm learning similar lessons over and over again and similar types of people. And I just feel like I can separate my life very clearly into different cycles and lessons and phases. And something that really hit me that I've done kind of a lot of thinking about and more work on is she was talking about my gate of power and just being someone who like displays power, shows strength. The shadow of that is, the unconscious shadow of that is feeling like, do people see the real me? Are people trying to take advantage of me? They, do they care about the real me or feeling like feeling like my business or who I am in business is overshadowing who I am as a person and the more I thought about that I thought you know what this is why I'm guarded in so many relationships this is just one thing I mean we went into so much here that was amazing amazing shadow work but like I've always kind of had this this block this these walls up with relationships friendships romantic relationships family where it's just like this unconscious fear of like people don't understand me people don't see me and I think I hit a point at a certain age where I, I took that unconscious thought and said, okay, well, if that's the way it's going to be, then that's just the way it is. And I just have to accept it and almost just like losing hope that people would understand the real me and wondering if when people know what I do, do they, do they care about who I actually am as a person? And it's, again, this hermit opportunist <laughs> uh polarity and like this unconscious desire of wanting people to just see me for who I am just to see me for who I am without the business and I think you know especially as things have grown in the last few years always having a wall up partially because I'm not sure if people are interested in who I am because of who I am or because of my business in that and it's just about wanting to be seen and that is something that has just been so helpful for me to to point to and explore and see how is that subconscious belief potentially playing out in some of my relationships and is this why sometimes I just have this wall up that I don't even mean to and it's so interesting to me because it's so easy for me to be open and vulnerable and say whatever on like to you guys to to this community where it's in the realm of my business, but in my actual personal life, it's way harder for me, which seems so backwards because I know a lot of people are so nervous to be, quote, vulnerable on social media publicly. For me, it's actually the opposite. It's so much easier for me because it's like, I know I could show up here and you guys get me, but there is like this underlying fear in relationships outside of the business where I'm like, I don't know if people see the real me or understand the real me. And I think for me, that awareness has helped me really reevaluate a lot of my interactions with certain people in my life, family and friends, and just kind of look at things in a new light and and now just becoming aware of, hey, I need to recognize that this is something like a story in my head subconsciously and that's not true. Like people want to be open. People are open. And that's been a really important part of my personal development here as well. So I just wanted to share some of those nuggets 
human design has helped me in so many ways. I feel like I really understand how to make decisions now. I don't second guess myself the way I used to. It's helped me strengthen my intuitive abilities. My intuitive signals have been so great. My health is amazing. I I just feel so aligned. I feel like everything with business is just rolling out the way it's meant to be. And I feel really happy. And I just, I mean, I think this is so helpful in business with decisions. I've been helping a lot of my friends with this and also all my client, my business clients. Now, the first thing we do is talk about, you know, how can you use your human design chart to figure out what's the best way for you to make business decisions and build a business that's in alignment? And what is your workflow going to be like? What type of client are you working with? How do you motivate and interact with your audience? It's so, so helpful. And I think everybody can apply a lot of these principles that they they discover from their own chart and everyone's unique. Everyone is different. And this is what I love. I love bio-individuality. We are all so, so different and cookie cutter information doesn't work. And this is why just straightforward business formulas don't work for everybody or straightforward manifesting rules don't work for everybody. It's so unique. And I think this is just a really helpful tool for a lot of us to have in our toolbox. And yeah, I am super excited to share more about this with you guys. Hopefully learning a little bit more about my chart inspires you to figure out ways you can use your own chart to enhance your life. And definitely let me know if you have any more questions or comments about this. I actually got a lot of information, a lot of juicy information about my romantic relationships, friendships, my conscious and unconscious thought patterns related to my human design that I screenshotted and I put in our secret Instagram page, Wellness Realness Crew. So if you want to see that juicy content and learn more about me, just more more vulnerabilities here, definitely make sure you request to follow that page. You just have to DM me a screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes. And I will happily grant you access to our secret Instagram page. Okay, this is going to be it for today's episode. I hope you found this interesting. I cannot wait to hear your feedback. You can post about it in Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe Facebook group or comment on my latest Instagram post. Just let me know what you think and get excited for all of the amazing content to come. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks again for being here and I will talk with you again next time. Bye.